Hello and welcome to another episode of These Little Moments Podcast. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Matt Rosamond, otherwise known as Cheat Day Design. We get into Matt's background, we get into Matt's battle with anxiety, uh, basically everything and anything you would ever need to know about Matt we go into in this podcast. I super, super hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in there. Hey, I'm here. Hey, <laughs> you're late, Matt. You're late. What? It's I don't know what time it is. It's like twelve oh one, right? That's, hey, what'd we say? <laughs> I forgot the password. Being on it. It's your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I closed up my email because I didn't want it binging during yeah. this, and then I had to find it. It was a whole thing. And we're good now though we're here listen i'm already i'm already recording because uh i just that's the way i set the zoom meeting. Perfect. <laughs> the way i set the zoom meeting because i don't cool. you know <laughs> um i do have a question for you right off the bat please um is this a what is this you, a nickelodeon sh- <laughs> the squares <laughs> Yeah, so there, there's a, a squirrel statue behind me. Uh-huh. And yeah, I purposely wore a Nickelodeon shirt for you. I, you know, it's it's so funny because it's like, uh, so first, first I want to ask, have you done like podcasts before? One. Like, oh. And it was so good that the bar is so Ooh. high right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, that means that this is, if this is so bad, <laughs> then it's only second. So that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, my question is, let me see your shirt. <laughs> let me see. Oh, our real monster. on the back. Wait. Hold on. Can you see my back? Yes. Great, great way of competition. Dude, I loved that show. I forgot about that show. I didn't even like it that much, if I'm being honest. I like the shirt, though. You didn't like our real monsters? No. No, I was much more normal as a kid than I am now, I think. So, like, that was a little, little much for me. Is, uh, how, how old you ask? May I ask how old you are now? You can ask. <laughs> I am going on 30, 29 right now. Oh, so we're the same age. So this Beautiful. is perfect. So yeah. we, we both, okay. So I agree. I mean, I Real Monsters was a very... It's just one. It's one of those shows that's very niche and very like you really it's need. It's Rocco's thinking. Modern Life for a different audience. Like that wasn't my cup of tea either. That was a little bit. I feel like that was a little bit older of a demographic than me. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it definitely was more geared towards like the older kids. What? I mean, we're. I mean, we're. Might as well answer these questions now. But yeah. I. I really. I mean. <laughs> People listen, there's like, who is this guy? <laughs> no, we're doing all the important stuff first. <laughs> Let's jump around. All right. Well, before I'm not even gonna tell you who this guy is first, because first we need to know what his top five Nickelodeon shows are, because that's important before you get to know any person. Right. Yeah, it's what the people want. Um, all right, top five. Yeah. Nickelodeon exclusive. Are we going? Wait, can you make it dramatic like number five? I cannot. I'll do so, it. Is this fun? <laughs> all, right. all right. 
Number uh, five. Do I start with my top or no? I always I like to five. go five down. Five down. Okay. So five for me would be Doug. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't and that quick? Quick. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> it started on Nickelodeon. Okay. That was going to say. <laughs> I know because it's on Disney. Going. No, it ended up on Disney. It started on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, so you sent me the questions you wanted to ask me. Yeah, I did. This was the only one I put thought into because picking five mm-hmm. Nickelodeon shows is so difficult. I, I have know. like a hundred honorable mentions. Yes. But all right. So that's five. Is done. Okay. Okay. Four. Hey Arnold. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I who okay, and then favorite character from Hey Arnold. I'm a Gerald guy. Gerald. Yeah. Good old um, Gerald. I used to like Eugene. Yeah, you would. That makes sense. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, three, I feel like, is so underrated for me mm-hmm. is Cat Dog. Oh. No one talks about Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Okay. Well, maybe because right? for a reason. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I guess whatever <laughs> it was great, and then I feel like the top two are like pretty common. I think SpongeBob's mm. my two, mm. and Fairly Odd Parents is my one. Okay, so I I love Fairly Odd Parents in there, and I mean SpongeBob to me is like Wait, I just named five, and that's that's the one that you like. Yeah, dude, Fairly Odd Parents is amazing show, like very yeah, very. That means you don't like my other four. I don't like. Okay, here's the thing. I would watch Cat Dog, but to me, it got very like monotonous. Like it was like, yeah, I get it. Like it's just, if it was on, I'd watch it. But like, I wasn't like, oh, what time's Cat Dog playing? I mean, um, it's a kids show, but yeah, of course. Well, All we right. were kids. Uh, <laughs> hey Arnold, I love. Like, absolutely love Hey Arnold because it's Hey Arnold is the perfect show where it's like it's it's gonna make me laugh it's gonna bring me some good like feel good moments you know oh, yeah. uh so i always love that huh it holds up if you watch it now it does hold up dude the well, show don't. even even like the story about monkey man Ooh, like monkey that's man. a that's a great storyline right it's like this guy who like I don't know. It's like this guy who like wants to fight crime, but he like gets bullied and like loses his will to fight crime and then like comes back and like, you know, has like this. Surprisingly deep. Yeah, dude. Hey, <laughs> I love Tara. Harold's definitely my top five. Um, SpongeBob, I think, uh, of course, everybody has it in their top five. It's for me, it's just like, it's so obvious. Like, what, but when like, like someone mentions like a real nostalgic show on Nickelodeon, I'm like, yep, that was great. Like, uh, uh, what was that show? All that? Did you ever watch All That? Yeah, but I I thought we were talking cartoons. Are we doing? Hey, it's the question clears this five Nickelodeon show. If, all right, so this is a Nickelodeon podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, if we were going all shows, Keenan yeah. and Kel would be right. Oh man, Keenan and Kel is great. The Amanda Show. Oh yeah, the Amanda Show, and then uh, geez, I used to love Figure It Out. Mm-hmm. That was a great one too. Um, I think it's Let's time to introduce you. All right. <laughs> sure. 
So you sure you don't want to do 45 minutes of this? <laughs> you know we could. <laughs> this could be all day. Oh, all right. All right. Now let's so, move on. Yeah, please stop talking. <laughs> so no I'm, I'm genuinely, I, I really was looking forward to doing this podcast with you only because uh, I like you as a person. And uh, I think conversation-wise, uh, a lot of your humor like I easily relate to and like like when we work together like short story like Matt designed my current website and like our email exchanges are <laughs> probably like the most unprofessional email exchanges oh, totally because like I'm just I'm just me like when I conduct business like I'm right. not trying to be like super I mean I guess I'm somewhat professional but yeah I don't know. I just want to be me always. And like, that's why, and I guess we could jump into what I actually do, but like, that's why I like what I do so much because mm -hmm. I get to work with like-minded individuals. Yeah. I mean, it just so happened to work out that we have the same sense of humor and like <laughs> are the same exact age and everything. Right. That was just coincidence. <laughs> but uh, just like yeah. in the fitness industry as a whole, like I've been meeting some really cool people. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Well, you definitely like um, attract your tribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'll I'll just say your name first. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I'll let you take it. You know everyone's on the edge of their seat, but do you put <laughs> it in the see. title? I'll put it in title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. So that's so not like it's a big. I'll put it in the anyway. show. Notes. <laughs> oh, so everybody. So I want to make. I actually want to say your last name wrong just so it's more funny, but I'm going to try to say it right first. Matt Rosman. Roseman. Wait, was that you trying to say it right or wrong? It doesn't matter. It, it, it was wrong. So it if it matters, Roseman. Right. I said Roseman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roseman. Correct. Matt, this I get is... them both. <laughs> I mean, I get a whole, whole lot. Rosman seems to be the most common, but it's Roseman. I definitely, yeah, I just brought you back to like school. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Rosenman? Uh, I was uh, Rosenberg all the time. My Italian teacher couldn't figure it out. So uh, obviously my last name is Jewish. Right. And uh, she couldn't quite figure out what it was. So she was like, oh, this sounds like it could be right. And just never learned it. It was Rosenberg. <laughs> Did you... What are you going to do? <laughs> she just didn't even try, dude. She was just like... <laughs> No, Rosenberg. <laughs> I mean, and it's written in front of her, like on the attendance sheet. Like, oh what my god, do? that's so rude. <laughs> Goldstein, <laughs> <laughs> completely off. Like, Come on, lady. Um, so this is Matt Rosenman. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend. Also probably a majority of the graphics you've seen on Instagram in terms of helping your nutrition, your fitness, making it simple, uh, and also make some delicious recipes, I must say, uh, exquisite recipes. Um, the chicken sandwich. It's really good. Thank you. Really good. Yeah, it's um, one of my favorites. <laughs> I know, and I, I saw it, I go, that son of a bitch, I go, I'll try it. <laughs> Did you try it or are you just saying? You tried I tried it. it. I got, I got the, uh, I had to, because usually I bride, again, I'm supposed to be introing. But... Hey, you're good. Keep going. But usually I buy the chicken tenders, like the chicken breast tenders, because it's just easier to cook for me. Uh, 
but you forced me to buy the actual breast. Wow. And then take it to Bantan. Almost 30 years old, and this is your first time buying chicken. Don't assume, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm happy to help. (laughs) It's the kind of influence that I hope to have. Anyways, why don't you intro yourself to everyone on these little moments podcasts? First time I said the podcast name. (laughs) I mean, what's left? We covered Nickelodeon. Mm Mm-hmm. We briefly talked about the squirrel thing, but I guess we can get into that too. So those are the important things. <laughs> That's gonna things, be a deep dive. So, <laughs> so the relevant life stuff about me, uh, I am a web designer, pretty much exclusively for the fitness industry. I very much am into health and fitness, obviously. Uh, that was what I went to school for. I thought I wanted to open up my own gym. That was how this all started. And then I basically pivoted halfway through college, didn't really want to do that anymore. Didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had always done some kind of design just like on the side as a hobby. So I decided to just get my degree and then just pursue that. And now uh, I had a, like a full-time desk job, left that. Now I just work for myself and I'm doing web graphic design and I keep it exclusive to the fitness industry as much as possible, just because like I was saying, it's really cool getting to meet like-minded people. And then like for me, like designing websites and everything, like it's fun for me, I'm good at it, but it's so much more fun doing it when you're interested in the topic. Like if I was only working with dentists, I would probably get pretty bored of that. No offense, if anyone's a dentist, you're great. Wow, Good people. (laughs) There goes half my Uh, audience. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was quick uh, i mean they all listening to nickelodeon stuff anyway uh but so being interested in the topic meeting really cool people like it's been very fun being able to do that and then i feel like i have these like it's not a split personality because i'm the same personality throughout but like i just like stumbled into this quote unquote influencer status that i'm now like a fitness influencer that I never meant to yeah and uh I think I mean that's obviously how the majority of people know me through Instagram that most people Mm -hmm. are surprised to know that I do like design as a living like people Mm -hmm. ask me all the time how I make my infographics and it's just like "Eh." I mean this is what I do so uh yeah so I kind of I have to navigate that it gets kind of tough sometimes having like those businesses collide because Mm -hmm. they're related in the health and fitness space but they're so different but that's what i do those are like the two sides of me i'm the Mm -hmm. fitness influencer side which i absolutely hate i love having that like status i hate that name of influencer (laughs) i don't know what else to call it though i know just a fitness guy right and uh yeah and a web designer so that's me in a nutshell oh nuts there he goes (laughs) So I do want to backtrack to like your college days. Um, uh-huh. Actually, yeah. So I'm going to hop around because there's a lot of in- interesting things that you mentioned. Uh, and I have a fun fact for you that I don't know if you know this <laughs> regarding college. This is related. Okay, please. Because <laughs> uh, you and Rico are tight. Yeah. And uh, you're in this whole like like family of people 
that mm -hmm. I went to school with Jordan and we were in the same major and had classes together and everything. Udell and all that? Yeah. Wow. Jordan Syatt for anyone that yeah. doesn't know who Jordan is, but uh, I think everyone knows who Jordan is at this point. Right. Dude, but, that's yeah, nuts. Classes together. Same, same year, same major, everything. Wow. Which that's... is funny too, because the major, and he'll probably tell you the same, was just total garbage mm -hmm. like our education was hot garbage it was mm -hmm. not very good but mm -hmm. funny how he ended up being very successful i mean all credit goes to him because he's killing it um but yeah just kind of funny how that worked out but not well, not the greatest uh education in my opinion well i, I think it's interesting and i was uh it's interesting you say that too because uh obviously Jordan has talked about like how he hated his time at college. Like he learned more doing his own research rather than in classes. Uh, and again, I'm jumping around cause I have so many questions for you. Um, cause whether you know or not, Matt, I find you fascinating, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you had went on your Instagram the other day and you talked about your college experience briefly, mm -hmm. uh, how you, sort of dove into maybe not dove into but sort of became aware of uh your social anxiety from going to college <clears throat> um so i'm curious to th like kind of talk about like your i guess brief experience with with that and also you know kind of like what college was as a whole for you and then go from there yeah so Mental health is something that's very important to me now, which like going into college before then meant absolutely nothing to me. Like it never mm -hmm. crossed my mind. It was never something I put any thought into. I didn't necessarily even consider it something very serious. Like I had heard of anxiety and depression, but to me it was like such a rare thing. Like you see the commercials for medication and stuff and it's just like never something I had to worry about. And then Basically, the short of it is that it was just like the first week of college. So I went away. I'm from New York. I went to Delaware. So it was like four hours away from home. That was my first time really away from home, uh, which I was excited about. It didn't really make me super nervous. But the first week of classes, I ended up experiencing this panic attack in one of my classes that I didn't realize was a panic attack. I basically felt really nauseous, lightheaded. Uh, I left and went to the bathroom thinking I was going to be sick and was just like freaking out that I was sick and couldn't go back into the classroom because I kept feeling like I was going to be sick. So I just waited it out for like a half hour, went back into the classroom and grabbed my stuff and left when the class was over. And then basically that just happened every single day throughout college. So like literally four years, I experienced panic attacks every single day. And I mean, without getting too deep into it, because I could talk about it for hours, mm -hmm. there wasn't necessarily anything like any one thing that would trigger me. It just ended up being this generalized social anxiety of if there was a social setting where there were going to be people, it would absolutely freak me out and make me nervous. So like, I mean, think of college, it's literally everything. So like mm -hmm. leaving my dorm room was... Uh, very difficult, like going to the dining hall, doing laundry. Parties were a nightmare, which uh, obviously in college, a lot of people drink and I did. And like, that was 
kind of like an escape. Like that was the only way I was able to go out to parties, which now I don't drink at all anymore because I don't like that path for myself of mm-hmm. like relying on that to be comfortable to go out. Right. Um, so like I'll have a drink now and then, but like I don't drink like that anymore. Uh, I didn't like that side of things, uh, but it was brutal. So like mm-hmm. thinking back to college, it's like it was just everything. Like I missed out on so much in college mm-hmm. due to it. And like now I'm doing much better. But when I think of my college experience, like it's basically just four years of anxiety. When when did you know? Because I, I think I find it so interesting because you had mentioned that you were kind of like <laughs> the big man on campus in high school, right? Homecoming. Like you, home. <laughs> I should. Why didn't we introduce you as that? Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have a Matt Rosenman, the homecoming king. (laughs) It it wasn't basically my girlfriend won homecoming queen, and everyone thought it would be cute if I won homecoming king. I wouldn't have won otherwise. So it's kind of so humble. Figured I'd throw it out there. The most humble homecoming king in history. (laughs) Oh, I mean, pretty big deal. Um, the, uh, my, so my question is, cause you, like you said, you, you were more social in high school and like you, uh, you were more friendly, like you were more comfortable. Um, you weren't, I mean, I don't know if you were having like any, or maybe now you can look back and like anxiety attacks in high school or anything like that. But, um, when did, when did you become aware that these were actually, uh, anxiety attacks? Like, is this something you notice post-college or is this something you notice like after the first one yeah so when it first started happening i just assumed i was sick and like so i feel it in my stomach like i feel sick to my stomach so i just assumed that it was like some kind of bug and this probably went on for a couple weeks where it just it was every day and like now it's so obvious but it was like Mm -hmm. all right like something's up with my stomach so i started looking up doctors to see if i could get um Mm-hmm. I don't know what the intestine doctors are called. I totally forgot. I don't. Let's, Endo let's something. Or, Endocrinologist. But, <laughs> sure. So I started looking into doctors to see like something's obviously wrong with me, and I think it mm-hmm. took a couple of weeks. But the girl I was dating at the time was a psychology major, mm-hmm. and like so she did not go to my school. It was my high school girlfriend went to a different school, so like we would talk on the phone and stuff, and mm-hmm. I would have to explain to her what was going on that like I'm sick basically. Mm-hmm. And she ended up saying, like, it sounds like you have anxiety. And like, that was like, no, I don't. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And like, I couldn't accept it, basically. Yeah. And she ended up <laughs> calling my dad to explain to him what was going on because she knew I wouldn't tell anybody, which yeah. in hindsight, like, super thankful for. Yeah. And that ended up turning into me, like, kind of not so much being forced to seek help but like to kind of accept that this is what it is and that like i'm not actually sick because i would yeah. never would have accepted that. Yeah. that like i said like that was such a foreign concept to me that like i would not have been able to say like oh yeah like that sounds like anxiety you're right yeah. there's no way right so yeah it took me weeks to like finally come to grips with that but every day for weeks mm-hmm. well isn't it i mean i think i find that so interesting because uh uh one I, I everybody everybody knows that the, the stereotype for men is to kind of like repress 
how you're feeling and like you know it's it's a sign of weakness like to to say that you're struggling mentally or emotionally totally. or anything like that um and then i find it interesting because <clears throat> it's it's something where we we don't realize that at the time especially when like we're in the middle of it that the one of the best things you could do with anxiety is not run away from it right so like us always being like I'm not anxious. Like it can't be anxiety. It's like, I'm a positive person. Like all these things that kind of just like builds and builds this anxiety oh. up even more. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's an interesting thing that you had to uh, basically come to terms with it very early on while you were in college. Yeah. Which, yeah. And there are so many layers to that too, but like you were saying, like it was just always avoidance. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it was, sitting in class, experience a panic attack, leave that class, and then mm -hmm. like miraculously feel better. Mm -hmm. That like, I couldn't bring myself to just like sit through that and experience it right. to like face that anxiety to then like overcome it. Like eventually down the road, I learned that that was what I had to do was mm -hmm. basically get through these situations and kind of just like get used to that feeling to realize nothing bad is actually going to happen. But mm -hmm. in college, I couldn't bring myself to do that. Like I was doing this on my own, that it was yeah. leave class, like go back to my dorm to my safe place or like don't go out at all right. and feel better. And like I wanted to feel better. Yeah. So it was just that constant, just like cycle of never getting, like never facing it, never making anything better. Cause it was like, I don't want to feel the anxiety. So I'm just going to avoid it. Mm -hmm. And that was why four years of college is just like the memories are just anxiety. Yeah. And, and dude, it I was could, rough. It is yeah. not fun. <laughs> it's not, dude. I could totally, and that's funny because I never, I, I went through very similar things. Not so much. Uh, I mean, I, I get social anxiety, but I, I'm more the, I was more the type back in college where it's like, I never really like addressed things as they would go on. I repressed it, repressed it. Um, and I can clearly remember a time my, what was it? My junior year, I thought I was having like an asthma attack or something like that. Like it was very hard for me. You ever, I don't know if you ever get that way. It's almost like you can't take that full breath and it doesn't feel totally. like relieving. Yeah. So I, I had this like shortness of breath constantly. And uh, I remember I had my roommate drive me to the walk-in because I thought I was having like an asthma attack. And, uh, they, the school actually, they, they didn't pick up that it was like anxiety or anything. They, they gave me like, I think they diagnosed me with like sports induced asthma and they gave me like an inhaler and stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, I was like hitting this inhaler, like whenever I felt this way. Um, but to me, it, it's like clear as day that I was having like anxiety attacks back then, you know, right. and I didn't realize it until I was out of college when I started going to therapy and I was just like, when my therapist is like, have you had instances of like anxiety attacks before? I'm like, actually, now that I think about it, like, yeah, <laughs> I've had right. clear cuts. But then, like, when it happens, you go to a doctor, and a doctor's first thought is not to think like on that level of like it's something mental. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. how do we diagnose this? Because something like anxiety is not very easy to diagnose. Mm -hmm. like, obviously, if you talk to somebody who understands it, then they can see it pretty clearly. But to someone yeah. that doesn't understand yeah. it, it's not like you're showing the symptoms of anxiety that they can diagnose it for you. So mm -hmm. I feel like that story is so common of someone going to the hospital thinking they're having a heart mm -hmm. attack or yep. something. And it's just like, 
well, you look healthy. It's like, so, right. so what the hell happened to me? And like, no one can figure it out. Right. It's just like, it's so, it's so common, but it's mm-hmm. so like, it's not common knowledge basically. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's so funny you said that. Cause I literally think it's almost coming up on a year, uh, a year anniversary when I actually did go to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. Really? Yeah, I did. I because I was getting into the time it was like I was checking my blood pressure a lot. Um, I was in the process of of transitioning to moving to New York City, uh, mm-hmm. so I was having like daily panic attacks. And uh, you know, you're talking to like your family, and they're like, "Maybe it's your heart, blah blah blah," or like anything like that. So obviously, I like, get more anxious. And then I remember one night I woke up, uh, I put on the blood pressure cuff, and like my blood pressure was like 190 over like something and i'm just like this is a heart attack <laughs> like, I'm like this is a heart attack yeah i'm like this is it and it's, it's the weirdest feeling because all these symptoms are they they're very close to what a heart attack could be right like anxiety totally. very good at mimicking a bunch of different symptoms uh which only like for an anxious person you're like i'm dying this is it <laughs> like, this, this is it man. So uh, I, it's, yeah. you hit it like when, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I've been there. Um, it's like but- it, it manifests in like the scariest way possible. Like for me, I always had this fear of throwing up. So anxiety is just like, all right, well, I'm going to make you feel like you're going to throw up. So like to freak you out as much as possible. So you get us out of this situation. It's like, well, that worked. Have you seen a, what's that Will Ferrell movie? Um, Semi-pro, I think it's called. That's like one that I haven't seen. It's been on my Netflix list forever. Dude, you, you relate to it so much because one of his things, he's like, they're like doing practice, like drills. Woody Harrelson's like drilling them. And, and he's like, he's trying to get everybody to puke. And uh, Will Ferrell's just like, I can't puke. I've never puked. And he's like, you've never puked before? And he's like, no, I'm scared of puking. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, I Oh, you gotta watch it. It's it's like literally right up your alley. Yeah. Um, but I mean I find that fascinating. And I also so kind of to backtrack a little bit more, it's kinda when did you really get into kind of that fitness nutrition kind of lifestyle that you kind of live now? Uh so when I started so I I went to school. I studied health behavioral science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, I was when I was trying to pick out schools. Delaware had this fitness management degree. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, like I could open my own gym. Yeah. I found out at orientation that they got rid of that degree no way. <laughs> af- after like paying them money to go there, which right. is absolutely absurd. Right. Uh, so I got a degree in health behavioral science. Like I said, I wanted to open my own gym, but that was because in high school. I played volleyball JV and then one of my good friends convinced me to play football Mm -hmm. sophomore year of high school. And I was nothing. I was like a hundred pounds of just like bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't play a single snap. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I played three snaps. I remember (laughs) every single play. Uh, But I like, it was such a stupid move for me because I was decent at volleyball and I decided like, I liked football. I wanted to play. Uh, It was so silly but joining football introduced me to the gym because obviously Mm -hmm. you have to hit the weights and i fell in love with it 
immediately and like it was very vain in the beginning that like so many dudes on the team would tease me because I was this little shrimp Mm -hmm. and then like I noticed that once I started building a little bit of muscle that they kind of just stopped I was like this is awesome like I loved (laughs) it and I just like so that was what got me into it and then I just fell in love with like the whole lifestyle basically Mm -hmm. and it became so much more important to me in college going through all this with anxiety, realizing Mm. how much physical activity actually helped me. Uh, So that kind of like it, I, it started in obviously a very vain place, but turned into something that was actually very important to me Mm -hmm. that I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with it. Like I realized that I didn't want to open my own gym Mm -hmm. and having dealt with this severe anxiety, the thought of any, job was very scary so like I didn't know what career I wanted to pursue but I knew that I wanted fitness and health as a whole to just be a part of it because it became so important to me and then like through that just like eating healthy and all of that like it just kind of came with it I don't necessarily know like where that started but um yeah going through that realizing how much just like even just going outside for a walk in college like that was what made me feel so much better was just like any kind of movement like that was always my not escape it was like that was my therapy basically in college um so yeah so that made me really appreciate it and then i mean i've been working out since high school and Mm -hmm. i love it yeah it is still my therapy that's like my one hour of like unplug like Mm -hmm. just me time like and now I don't have any specific goals with working out or anything. I just absolutely love the process now. Mm -hmm. I think a good goal for you would be to secure the mirrors behind your squat rack. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Fitness management degree. (laughs) Well, it's it's a whole thing. I have concrete walls. I don't want to drill into concrete. Let them fall on your... (laughs) So I'm balancing mirrors next to my squat rack for anyone that doesn't know. And they have fallen on me twice. One time I did catch it. First time I didn't. But it makes good content. And that's what the people want. I'm telling you, I have to balance my my two lives. So I have this influencer status that's like, well, the people need content. So let the mirrors fall where they may. Wow. What a phrase. That's that degree, too. <laughs> Fitness management degree. Uh, Matt Rosamond finds himself catching mirrors. Good work. <laughs> See how I bring everything together? <laughs> He's one for two in catching them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good percentage. It's 50% and 100% that it's they haven't broken yet. It's not a fatal yet. percentage. I'll give you that. Not, no. And so. <laughs> Little fingers crossing that one. But uh, what, so there's a couple of things you said too that struck me too is, is uh, off, more often than not, you hear people say that like exercise is their therapy. And <clears throat> I agree with that. I agree to, to some extent that it's, it's, it can serve as like your, how do, I, how do I phrase it? Like you're, you're almost meditative state for like an hour, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a time where, and clearly you do this, like you can put away distractions. Like you're focusing on like what's in front of you. And 
using your hands and uh, you know, creating physical stressors in front of you that like kind of make the rest of the day like, all right, I did this hard thing right off the bat. I feel such a big, big butt coming right now. <laughs> that was that it's was so butt. much build up to drop this butt on me. <laughs> What, what's the butt? Drop this butt. <laughs> Only from uh, and, and I'm and it's not like I said it's nothing. I 100 agree. For me, I'm only gonna say Wait, for myself. Listen, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break you. Know? <laughs> for for me, it was uh, because I had I got into to fitness very similar. Like I played football, and that like really got me into the gym. Uh, again, I did it out of you know. First, it was for sports related. Then it became like once I was in college, it was like, I want to look good, <laughs> right? I want to look good, feel good. And then uh, once I was out of college, it kind of, I almost got into like the bodybuilding realm. I'm grateful I didn't go all in, but like my, a lot of my workout style was like that. Um, and for a while, you know, it was my therapy until it wasn't, right? It, it became like a, uh, almost like a distraction for me because I wasn't really dealing with like for instance like that hour of you know how you get that nice endorphin rush and like you're able to forget about things it became where like when I was working out I wasn't able to shake the things that you know I used to be able to when I was working out um so I always I I like when people say exercise there because I'm a firm believer like moving your body is a good thing for you not only physically but mentally and I'm also a believer that there's only a certain extent to which exercise is therapy right until you actually start dealing with your shit yeah so and i think that is an important distinction to make because it's not like it doesn't replace any kind of actual therapy Mm -hmm. like to be more specific for me like in my current state uh i work from home like for myself Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm always on i'm always plugged in like i'm on instagram way too much and if i'm not on instagram i'm doing actual design work and for the past year in quarantine, like it's been seven days a week, like on weekends, it's like, I don't have plans, I'll just work. And I don't get a break. I'm really bad at unplugging. Yeah. So like, my mind's always going, I'm always doing something, I'm always on. Mm-hmm. So like, for my, my workouts, like, I work out every single morning, not I take weekends off, but first thing in the morning to start my day, because I need that, like, clear head to start the day mm-hmm. so like for me like my therapy like it's my way of just unplugging and just mm-hmm. like having me time for that hour hour and a half of just like totally clearing my head because if I don't do that my stress levels just like skyrocket because I'm just mm-hmm. always on yeah. so that's more so what I mean when yeah. it's my therapy and I totally get what you're saying but mm-hmm. uh, for me that's what it is I just like I feel like I need it to just clear my head in the morning right it's it's tough, dude. Right when when you're doing your own business and and like social media is such a huge thing these days to like really genuinely like unplug. It's so hard. It's so hard. Like I guess like you feel guilty sometimes yeah. if you unplug and like, take time for yourself. Like I can't take a full day off. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I need to check in. Like I have this responsibility yeah. that like I need to check in with everybody. Yeah, and it's that's it's, hard. That's something that I need to for sure work on. Dude, I mean, I, I still struggle with it too. I mean, it's one because it's it it's almost like that addictive feeling where you're like, let me just check to see what's going on. Am I missing anything? Like, then it's also right. you feel this social responsibility to 
help others and to mm -hmm. produce content to help others. Um, you know, we get DMs all the time. That's like people reaching out for help, you know, it's, and it's like, you feel almost like that hero syndrome where you're like, I'm, I'm what the people need. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, this, right? yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, it's also too, it's something I've noticed. It's almost like this, uh, scarcity mindset where you're like, if I don't, uh, post today, then it's going to affect me or somehow. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's, it's interesting you bring that up. Cause I'm sure there's a tons of other people who do what we do on the internet and feel the same way where, where it's very difficult to really like unplug. Totally. Yeah. I found it really helpful. I set like a curfew for myself for social mm -hmm. media. So I don't check it after nine o'clock at night, which like I'm in bed shortly after that anyway. So it's yeah. not even like much of a sacrifice. Yeah. But in the morning, I don't let myself open up Instagram before 9 a.m. So like I always work out in the morning, like seven o'clock or so. So like mm -hmm. my workouts are uninterrupted in that sense. Like I, I have found it very helpful to make sure that I'm not like waking up, rolling over and opening up Instagram and immediately scrolling, like having that mm -hmm. buffer of not starting my day on social media and not yeah. ending my night on social media has helped me a ton. Yeah. That's something I have to do. <laughs> it's uh, helpful. And yeah. I, I sleep so much better. Not cause like just checking the phone at all. Like I mm -hmm. don't check my phone after nine, unless someone texts yeah. me or something, but like I won't look at my phone and I sleep so much better not having yeah. just like staring at my screen in bed before mm -hmm. going to sleep. Oh, absolutely. So I recommend it. Yeah. And anybody listening, please, please do what Matt says. Turn I off your phone. <laughs> I still have to do that. Um, so I'm super curious because obviously you got into fitness nutrition. Were there, were there any like mentors in your life that kind of stick out that really like got you into the fitness nutrition realm? No, really, dope. <laughs> it's all as, as you were saying that, like I, I started going through, I'm just like, I'm, like I'd love to make something up for like yeah. to make it sound interesting, but no, yeah, this is all just like I just fell into this and yeah. I realized that I have a passion for it and I love mm -hmm. it, and more than anything else, I really like helping people yeah. in like every single area, and this, like and you obviously see the same stuff I do that like, this is like the hardest thing for people to understand mm -hmm. on their own that like they need help with. Like I specifically talk a lot about weight loss because that's just what all the bullshit is that's out there. That's yeah. just like targeting people that don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And like, I just kind of fell into this, like wanting to help people because a, like I've been through this stuff too in my journey and B is just like, there's no way to make sense of this information if you don't have somebody you trust to listen to. Mm -hmm. So I just like being that like trusted source for people, but sure. there wasn't like any one person or anything that like I saw what they were doing. It was like, mm -hmm. I want to do that or like I'm going to reach out to them for help. I just kind of, I fell into this. It was, it was never the plan. So here yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. Right. I, and I think that's a great sentence to kind of like, how did, how did like cheat day design come to be? Which cheat day design? See, that, this, <laughs> this is the hard part because cheat day, <laughs> no, because cheat day design is my web graphic design company. Mm -hmm. So when I quit my job and decided I was going to go off on my own, 
I was just like, all right, I need a name for my business. That's not just Matt Rosenman. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm just going to come up with something. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I had no kind of following or anything. So I was like, all right, like cheat days are fun. Cheat day design is a fun name. Let's go with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely hate the name now. (laughs) And I'm too far gone that like I can't change it. So like I've been trying to find this like fun way to spin it because I don't actually have cheat days. I don't recommend anyone actually has cheat days uh, because I'm a firm believer in flexible dieting and Mm -hmm. eating the foods you love. So it's like that directly contradicts everything I stand for. So I've been trying to find this like fun, like play on it to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was where like the name itself came from. And my Instagram started as my business Instagram where if you scroll way back, if anyone's interested enough to do it and wants to spend some time scrolling, my original posts are just like horrifying. (laughs) Like one of the first ones I did, which you'll love if you haven't seen it is Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed with Hey Arnold. (laughs) And it is absolutely like, it's a thing of nightmares, but I was like, all right, like I'm a designer and I love fitness. Like this is the target demographic. Like people are going to eat this up and like that never happened. Right. Um, so my, my Instagram was just like for that to hopefully like get new clients. And then yeah. I remember just like one day I posted uh, like an ice cream comparison. It was like Halo Top versus whatever. And yeah. it was just like the macros and the cost breakdown. And I don't know what it was now, but it was like 50 people liked it versus like three in the past, like my mom mm-hmm. and two friends. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I'm going viral. Like this is huge. <laughs> and like legitimately at the time I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I just started posting more stuff like that because I saw like the engagement was like 10 times more than my other stuff. And then, I mean, that was 20 something, 17, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a long time ago, but like I started slowly seeing the growth from there. And then my page just kind of like transitioned into, all right, like I understand this like health and nutrition stuff. And apparently like there's a market for it. Like people want to learn this stuff. So I just kind of started posting that and here we are. So it's no longer my business mm-hmm. Instagram account, but it's under the same name. So it's that whole balancing act. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I always think it's so funny too. Like if you go, if you go back on like any person who, who posts like fitness stuff, like three, five years ago, it's, it's cringy stuff. <laughs> I, I don't, I heard somebody say it once and I don't know what the exact words is, but it's like, basically, if you look back on your old content and you're not embarrassed, you're doing yeah. something wrong. Right. So like, I, I hope in like three years you listen to this and you're like, oh man, I sucked. Right. But then that means in three years, you're going to be great. I can't, so I can't believe I interviewed this guy. <laughs> Who is he? That sucked. <laughs> but it's true like when you start out you need to just produce content and it's probably gonna suck in the beginning which is the hope like you want to keep getting better and growing so Mm -hmm. you kind of hope that you're in comparison your old stuff is not very good oh absolutely mine mine's like (laughs) classic mirror selfies like (laughs) showing a lot of bulge probably probably oh yeah too much but now bulge. here we are it worked <laughs> it worked my bulge it got me where it was <laughs> what dude what i'm what i'm super fascinated by is uh 
So you're like you're like the world's most interesting uh, man, in my opinion, because one, you have this you have this Nickelodeon side, right? Yeah. Two, you have this Greek Greek god physique, which you're Mister mm-hmm. Humble. You're not gonna say you do, but you're fucking. He's Jack, people. <laughs> Three. Oh, this isn't this isn't a video podcast. No one can see me. They, um, I you're only uploading on myself. Wait, why, why, do, why do I wear the shirt? This is just for you. It's just me. <laughs> no, they can see. Right, of course I'm they can see. <laughs> He's not wearing pants. <laughs> hey Arnold Bundy's. <laughs> oh. I keep going. You were complimenting me. Sorry. Interrupted the comment. Take it all back. The uh and but then the, there's this other aspect of you that uh I mean, okay, I'm gonna go bonus. One, you're you're also a nerd. <laughs> Totally, 100%. But then there's also uh, this aspect of you that is is like, you look like an amazing chef. I try to be. <laughs> Again, the humbleness. <laughs> I, I understand baking pretty well. You what, what got you into that? Because I, I, one, everything you post looks amazing. The chicken recipe I tried was amazing. I... What got you into that? Because I, I come from a family of, of chefs and I love to cook as well. But what what got you into sort of creating recipes and, and cooking? I always liked helping when it came to cooking. I never like, I didn't come from a family of like doing all these crazy recipes. And it's like, it wasn't a big part of growing up. Mm-hmm. In college, I wasn't, going out to eat a lot so now like in hindsight thinking back to like my anxiety and everything it's like somewhat of a blessing that like I wanted to stay in my apartment so Mm -hmm. I did a lot of cooking in college and just kind of like learning how to cook and I guess it kind of just like comes naturally like I kind of just understand like what to add to like make something taste right without like measuring and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, but then after college I moved out of my house and I lived just on my own. And then mm-hmm. that was when I started just like for fun, just like baking and like doing all these high protein things. Um, I don't know like what necessarily inspired that. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I used to make a lot of pancakes, which is crazy to think about now. Um, <laughs> Cause he's a waffle. <laughs> but big time waffle guy. Um, but yeah, I got really into I have one photo where I have like 20 tubs of protein just like stacked next to me. Cause I just like, I bought every protein I could find and just started mm-hmm. baking with it for no reason other than I just found it fun. Mm-hmm. And then it was just another thing now more recently that I kind of just like stumbled into that. Like I always liked doing it. So I just started posting some recipes to share them and it seems to resonate with a lot of people that they enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I never really realized that it didn't come as easily to everyone else as it comes to me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, I wouldn't make a recipe and not think anything of it or like find a recipe and be able to adjust it. So it's higher in protein and think that like, Mm -hmm. like anyone would do that, but like people really either they don't want to know how to do this stuff or they just truly don't understand it. So it's like, Oh, me actually posting full recipes and like instructions is actually super helpful for people. Mm -hmm. And I just like it. And I get to eat delicious food like recipe testing is a great gig it's 
he's the world's most interesting man. my <laughs> what i like to imagine because you, you're are you married you're married correct right there it is. That's a ladies. ring. I'm holding up a ring. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in silence. Yes, I am married. <laughs> Interpret that. The audio They're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what is it? Can you tell I've only ever done one podcast before? Dude, I you're a natural, dude. I think. I... <laughs> Yeah, not yes, of course. I could do <laughs> rant. Uh, so yeah, yes. So to answer your question, yeah, I am married. I like uh, I like to imagine that anytime you make your food, your wife's like, "This is this is so good, Matt. Thank you so much." Is it? Is does she like your food or is she like? Does she hate your food? No. So my, my wife's not into health and fitness the way i am she's mm-hmm. into being healthy but is not and like she works out but is not into health and fitness in the same way and yeah. she doesn't enjoy protein the way i do so like whenever i bake anything it's a great person to have sample my recipes because i yeah. get to make something and say does this taste like protein powder or yeah. not because <laughs> she wants actual desserts so it's actually a great test for me to be able to give her something with protein powder and be like, does this taste like an actual dessert right. or does it taste like chalk? Right. And that's helpful. But no, yeah. she doesn't get super excited when I make high protein stuff, but <laughs> certain recipes she likes. Yeah. So do you, <laughs> and one, I, I love that. Uh, I mean, I love that your wife isn't like as into fitness as, as maybe you and I might be, because I always think it's like a good dynamic of I, I someone who likes to be healthy, but not like, maybe as into things as we are. I think it always creates like a good dynamic, but uh, what what recipes do you make that aren't protein-based that might be uh, some favorites? Uh, the bagel bombs mm. is ba- basically a stuffed bagel with like bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, That's wow. a bagel here. And, I mean, it's high in protein because it's breakfast and all that, but mm-hmm. but it's not like protein powder, anything. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the most popular one in this house. And it seems to be the most popular one that I've posted of like when people share their recreations with me, mm-hmm. it seems to be the one that pops up the most. So that, and then recently the chicken sandwich is yeah. excellent. I'm trying to do more yeah. savory recipes because yeah. I find you with, uh, protein powder is every single brand is so different mm-hmm. like even if it's the same type of protein it just like these little differences in baking can make the difference between it being great and it being just disgusting mm. that it's really hard to account for every possible error that someone's going to face so mm-hmm. i get messages all the time of someone being like this didn't come out and i followed the recipe exactly and it's like yeah. well what kind of protein did you use and it's different and it changes everything so mm-hmm. i want to start doing more actual recipes is just like that's not my niche you know like sure. i do high protein baking like i'm not a chef so like mm-hmm. doing all these like actual dinners and stuff is kind of new to me but that's yeah. something i want to start doing more um what okay so i have a couple questions Please. uh question number one is what what protein would you recommend for somebody who wants to make one of your recipes PE Science is what I use right now. Not sponsored. Mm-hmm. I buy it off Amazon, but it's uh, 
basically without getting too sciencey and nerdy, it's got whey and casein protein in it. It's a blend. And I had seen so many people that I admire that use that protein that I didn't think anything of. I just used whey protein because mm-hmm. that's what everybody has. It's cheap. That's what you drink after a workout. Right. It's just whey protein. Uh, but whey protein bakes really dry. So if you get mm. something that's a blend, it's got a little bit of casein in it. It makes baked goods so much more. I apologize for the word moist and comes it. out so much better than just whey alone. So I started using that one and it is pretty much what I use exclusively in my recipes. It's night and day. So if anyone's oh, wow. never tried a blend, it makes a world of difference. I'm I'm one not more people. expensive. So you've never tried it? I haven't done the blend because and you I should try it. As soon as you said that it, it makes like because anytime I make protein pancakes like that could obviously be uh like it might come out fluffy, but it's still like mm-hmm. you need a lot of syrup to get those those pancakes moist. Yeah, it gets dry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it changes everything. Yeah. And it's like you can just like add milk to the protein powder and like mm-hmm. make a pudding out of it because it's mm-hmm. like nice and and with whey it just becomes like a sticky mess. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, what is Ooh, that? I like where this us? is going. <laughs> <laughs> Rosenberg. How to title this podcast? How to make Matt Rosenman uncomfortable? <laughs> mm. Matt Rosenberg. Goldstein. <laughs> Matt, Matthew Goldstein. Oh, okay, so. Okay, so I, I do want to wrap this up soon because I want to be mindful of your time as much as I... I have no idea what time it is. So I don't <laughs> I'm on full screen and I've been trying to see the time for like 20 minutes and I can't. So it is what it is. We're stuck here. There is no clock near this. I'm, I'm afraid to escape out of full screen because I don't want to screw this up. So my phone back there. Uh, this is so great. I'm stuck. I'm going to tell you what time it is first. Okay, because I want you to know it's twelve fifty-eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we've been talking for almost an hour, which I I'm gonna hang up on you. It's so an amazing. I know, listen, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Go, I have. Uh, no, no, baby, this is fun. I have two. Which hold on, Don't really, really quick. <laughs> Can you correct me if I'm wrong here? But we work together on your website. That part I know is correct. Yeah. But have we spoken, or did we only email? Um, I don't know that we actually spoke before this. We spoke on the phone initially before I even was like officially hiring. Got it. To like talk about the project. And yep. then we just emailed. Yep. And then it was all email from there. Yep. Okay. I couldn't remember if this was the first time we were actually like speaking. This is, uh, I mean, it's the first time I've enjoyed speaking to you. <laughs> wow. I'll say oh, that. <laughs> How to okay, break, bye. <laughs> break them down. Build them up. <laughs> All right. I want to wrap it up soon because I want you to be able to get back to your day. Um, top three recipes that people should try from your website. Uh, the bagel bombs that I mentioned. The air fryer donut holes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, three's hard. Savory or sweet? You tell me. 
give me you know what since you've been working on savory hit me with some savory i have an everything bagel pull apart bread Mm -hmm. that's the one that sounds amazing that's what you need to make it's cheesy and great uh Mm -hmm. i love breakfast food if you can't tell and Mm -hmm. And I mean, we talked about it a couple of times already, but definitely the chicken sandwich is up there too. Yeah, Those are that's my really good. Highly recommend that. Um, two, where can people find you? Mostly on Instagram, cheat day design, singular cheat day design. I get a lot of cheat day designs, but there's no S at the end of that. Uh, but Instagram is mostly where I am. I'm on other stuff too, but I'm mostly active there. So I feel like that's the most important. Or my website is cheatdaydesign.com. Perfect. That's where I like recipes and all that is. Perfect. Um, I was hoping you would say your address, where you live, so people could find you. My home address? <laughs> yeah. Will you just edit it out? Of course I won't edit it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. And then... I'll text this one so all right this one obviously i want you to tell us about the squirrels the squirrels matthew please all right tell us about the squirrels Uh, long story short is i have no story i love squirrels i have this weird obsession with them i have no idea how or why it started but i i feed the squirrels every day in my yard some of them are my friends. Some of them eat out of my hand. I've named them and I have a serious problem. But I don't know, like this didn't start from any one thing in particular. It was definitely after college, like once I moved out and I was like, I don't have friends. The rodents will be my friends. And now here we are. Now, now I have this problem where if I ever move, like the mm. people that move in are going to be absolutely miserable because there are <laughs> quite a few that come by every morning now well not it's only fun. that it's it, when you move you have all these friends that you leave behind i mean i'll take as many with me as i can <laughs> yeah they'll, well, i just gotta let them stuff. know what the plan is and they'll, they'll hop in <laughs> come with me here's the nuts <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's this weird thing that I have that I just I don't question it anymore. It is what it is. I mm. love animals in general. I don't know why squirrels in particular, but here we are. I respect it. Um, I do have one more question for you. Uh, this one isn't on what I sent you because I want to. No some anxiety. <laughs> your stomach hurt, man. <laughs> Freaking out. As you can tell, I had all of these answered. Like so perfectly. So now rehearse it with the wife. Really <laughs> All right. Um, so the reason I call this podcast these little moments podcast is because uh, I'm a firm believer that life, the best parts of life, are comprised of uh, these little moments that whether they go unnoticed or noticed, and it's kind of like what you remember the most that have led to like the bigger moments of life. Is with that being said, is there anything? Is are there any little moments or one specific moment you can remember that really made a big impact on your life? The floor is yours. Wow, hit me with such a deep question. Any little moment that have made a big impact on my life? I have to remember. (laughs) All right, so this is 
going to be so random, but this is like this random event that pops into my head all the time for no reason, but I do feel like kind of shaped me just kind of being a good person in life is when I was probably like five or six years old. So we're going way back. Uh, we were taking a road trip, my family, and we stopped at a Burger King and my dad bought an extra Happy Meal uh, or yeah, right? Happy Meals at Burger King? No? McDonald's. Maybe we were at McDonald's. Well, now all my credibility is out the window. <laughs> anyway, he bought an extra meal mm-hmm. and it was for a homeless guy he saw out on the corner. It was winter. It was snowy. Like it was awful outside. And we drove back over to the corner and like he called the guy over and gave him this meal. And I remember him saying that he purposely wanted to get a toy. So this guy had something to play with, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. And like it, the guy lit up, like was so excited, literally like skipped back to this picnic table so he could go underneath because it was snowing and awful out and like mm-hmm. sat under there and ate. Wow. And I just remember like that was then like my dad didn't do it for anybody else like he just did it because he saw this guy outside and like wanted to help him because he's just a great person and it was like so there were a lot of little moments like that growing up where I was just like this is just what like being a human is like just being a decent person to people Mm -hmm. and just like not being a dick because so many people suck frankly yeah um and like it's not hard to be nice to people and like Mm -hmm. For some reason, that one in particular always sticks out in my head as something, and I try to, I try to do good when I can, and I feel like that's part of what what shaped that. And I'm sure there are a million other things that I could that I could have brought up, but mm-hmm. you got me on the spot here. I uh, did. But that one, that one sticks out in my head a lot. I love that for dude. whatever reason. Yeah, I love that because it's it's like you said, your dad didn't do it with the intention of that one day his son would mimic his values or create his values based off of this happy meal that he bought for 375 to give to this guy who needed a meal and got probably a dope toy because those toys were dope back then uh totally in uh in like this snowy winter wonderland and that's like that's exactly like it's these it's the little moments that kind of like shape who you are and create these values and, and essentially why you do what you do. Totally. And it, it's helped me too. like something like that has helped me realize that like, you don't need to do everything for the world to see. Like yeah. I like, I prefer doing things now in my adult life. Like when I try to do good in the world that like people don't see, mm-hmm. it's like, it gets frustrating when people like get mad at you on social media for like things you do or don't do or whatever but it's just like there's so much other stuff that people are doing that like the most impactful stuff you could do is not what the world sees and like i don't know doing good feels good and like that kind of stuff really helped me to realize that i think that's a perfect place to to leave this off mr rosenman thank Thank you you. so much that's a wrap Mr. Rosenman, <laughs> Mr. Cheat Day Design. Uh, if you're listening to this, make sure you please, please, please go check out Matt's Instagram, Cheat Day Design. Check out his website, cheatdaydesign.com. 
uh, make sure you check out my website that he developed. If you are in the fitness space and are looking for an amazing website, uh, and a good laugh via emails. Um, but thank you, buddy. I love you. Appreciate you. Um, this was, fun. This was great, you. man. And, uh, this went way too long and <laughs> it started out really poorly, but I feel like it came together. Listen, it's this little moment you'll never forget. <laughs> no, that's true. No, this was fun. I appreciate it. Um, you could have had anybody and you chose me. So. I, you're right. I should, I should have had anybody else. <laughs> Damn we'll do this again tomorrow. <laughs> Redo. Hey, let's try it again. <laughs> All right. But thank you, man. Um, again, people go thank check you. him out. Um, yeah, that's a wrap, folks. So thank you do very I much. Up or do I'll, I'm gonna I'll, here's what here's what we'll do. We'll do I'll say what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna stop the recording. <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna stay on. You can stay on. So I'll talk to you for like two minutes. That people don't, don't get to hear. Okay. Listen, they, they don't want to know what kind of sick man you are. <laughs> People want to know how podcasting works. <laughs> Amazing job for his second podcast ever. I'm very grateful he hopped on this one. Uh, let's let him get back to doing what he does do best. Do's best. <laughs> what he do's best. Damn it. I, I will do that. Damn All right. Okay. Just, just end it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of These Little Moments Podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you give a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you check out Matt's Instagram and Matt's website. His Instagram is Cheat Day Design, and his website is CheatDayDesign.com. And if you would like to work together one-on-one health and wellness coaching, you can apply at ByBaron.com slash coaching. Super grateful for you guys listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.